It's another episode of the Christian Reef podcast. But are you subscribed? If not, make sure to like, share and subscribe. Spread the word about the Christian Reef podcast and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Christian Reef podcast, the 90th episode to be exact. Um, yeah, so this is a bit different. Um, we haven't done one of those, these in a while. Well, you can tell I'm a bit rusty, actually. I haven't even done a podcast in about a week or so. Um, but I get a bit more nervous during these ones when it's just me talking because, A, I've never really been sure about the whole concept of a single only podcast. I know there are people that do it. I think Bill Burr is a good example of that. Another in the wrestling world is is the Hurricane, Hurricane Shane Helms. He also does his own single-led podcast. So it can be done. The point is it can be done. And for me, this just feels exactly like, you know, your standard kind of uh, YouTube video, I suppose. But the difference being that it's for the podcast and I've got to talk at length uh, on this topic for a, for at least... 45 minutes or an hour or something um and normally you know what i do with the podcast is i kind of cut it off you know at a time that i think is best once i've asked all my questions and such and you know i've really kind of given a good overview of my guests or the discussions that we have and um one of the reasons why i was prompted to do this episode is because a i wanted to get something out and this isn't me trying to kind of just put something out for the sake of it um, i've actually planned on doing a video about podcasting for some time now um, but i thought i would just do a regular video about it i didn't think i would do a podcast on it but to be honest i think it kind of makes sense um the, the podcast anniversary for the christian reef podcast is in july and, um, you know, I'm very, very close to 100 episodes now. And you know, I, I basically my point is I feel like I'm very kind of, I would say, confident in podcasting now. I, I kind of I know how to do it. I know the good and the bad parts about it. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not an expert. You know, I, I still have a long way to go. But, you know, we've we've come a long way. Let's put it that way. And you know, when I look back, when I look at old episodes, sometimes I realize that I have learned a lot and I have become a, more, a lot more comfortable. And, you know, we'll get into that throughout the course of this episode. Um, but I just wanted to start with, yeah, basically um, one of the reasons why I'm doing this or the main reason that I'm prompted to do this is that I was supposed to actually have a guest today and uh, they haven't gotten back to me. Now, this isn't me complaining. This happens all the time but i've never really spoken about the things you can kind of come to expect when you're a podcaster and i think maybe for those who are thinking about getting into podcasting uh this might be a useful video i'm sure there are many 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 videos out there and podcast episodes about this very topic but here's my take <laughs> this is what i've experienced so guests dropping out is very common uh, nine times out of 10 people just run a reschedule. I mean, I rescheduled literally last week, one of my regular guests, and we're going to do that uh, episode a lot later. So rescheduling is a very common thing, you know, and you can't hold that against people. You know, I think the process that I always go by is to give people 
you know, at least give them a couple of days um, to kind of get back to you. Uh, and normally they will. Normally something came up, it's something serious, you know, maybe they, sometimes people just forget. Sometimes people just forget. <laughs> I've forgotten sometimes. And this is why I always make sure to have everything written down in my physical calendar and to have alerts on my mobile phone. So for anyone looking to get into podcasting, absolutely make sure that you do that. Set all the alerts in your phone and in your calendar, because if you forget to look at your calendar, you get a phone alert. And I've had that literally 10 minutes before a podcast <laughs> that I'd forgotten I was doing. Um, so yeah, it's very useful to have that. But you know, when you're doing podcasting, not everyone is the same as you. Everyone has different schedules, different um, set up strategies, ways that they approach these things. Not everyone is moving at the same beat as you are. And for that reason, you're going to get scheduling conflicts. Sometimes you're going to get rescheduling issues and whatnot, but there have been a fair few people that I was supposed to have on the show who never got back to me. And I'm still waiting back to hear back from them. I don't think I ever will. I just kind of assumed, okay, uh, either something really serious has happened or they're just no longer interested. And and the, the killer, uh, the kicker, I suppose, would be the way to put it, is when you discover that these people have been online since, you know, um, your podcast was supposed to air. So they they literally are just ignoring you you know, because you've messaged them, they've been online, they will have seen their messages, they will have seen that they have a message from you, and they've just decided to ignore you. Now, I'm not going to sit here and complain about that, you know, everyone has their reasons. But what I will say is this, I think you should show people the respect they deserve by letting them know that you're not interested, you've changed your mind, for whatever reason, I just think it's common courtesy. You know, I, there's been times when I've not been able to appear on people's shows or I've changed my mind, but I gave them notice and I let them know, hey, listen, this is why either I can't do it, why I need to reschedule or why I'm no longer interested in doing it. And people have always been very polite to me when I've said that to them. And I think, you know, it's because you're showing them the courtesy they deserve. You're saying, hey, I'm no longer able to do it. And here's why. Thanks. Um, but yeah, I get a lot of instances where people drop out on me. And um, luckily, you know, we I have a bank of topics I can fall back on and eventually talk on the podcast. I think to be fair, what I'm doing right now, this particular format uh, of the podcast is one of my weaker formats, you know, just a single led episodes you know they're not as good I'm, I'm gonna hold my hands up and say that but I don't think it's necessarily because of me specifically I just think it's more interesting to listen to two people talking or a bunch of people talking than it is to just listen to one person I feel like maybe that's less engaging somehow less interesting to talk about I mean I, I suppose it depends if you really enjoy listening to a particular podcaster and you like the sound of their voice or you like the things that they talk about, then, you know, maybe it is still enticing. I don't know. I haven't done that many episodes just by myself to really be able to have a proper judgment. I mean, I'm proud of the episodes that I've done by myself. Um, I still approach them the same way I normally would with anything else. Um, certainly I have from the research side of things and we'll get to that. But um 
you know, I, I do naturally find myself comparing them to, to my discussion uh, interview-led episodes, and I just prefer them. I feel like they come out better. I feel like they're more interesting for the listener slash engage, engager, <laughs> listener slash watcher. <laughs> Jesus, you can tell I'm I'm so nervous right now. I don't know why. This is weird for me getting nervous. Like I just on a side note, I started doing um, food reviews lately. Uh, it's the first time I've ever done them, and uh, they've been really well received by both my regular audience and uh, new viewers. You know, I'm getting a lot more views for it, and it makes sense. I mean, people people are just obsessed with weird things. People like to see people eating for some reason. That seems to be really interesting to people. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I, I've, I've kept doing those. I've, I've made, I've incorporated that into, into my regular content. Um, but I get nervous. I make mistakes. And obviously, you know, if I make too many, I'll either cut that out of the video or, you know, I'll, I'll just reshoot it. But you guys know as well as I do, I, I'm not big on editing. Um, I tend to do it as and when is necessary, but I like to not have too much editing because I like these these you know pauses i like these real uh human kind of interactions that you see you know like people do stop for a second and not talk people do go hmm um ah that's that's very normal part of everyday conversation and um you know i mean I know there's many podcasts out there that like to eliminate that stuff. I know there's people watching and listening to podcasts who are sticklers for that kind of stuff and they hate that. I get that. I just personally prefer my my style. That's why I do it that way. You know, I don't care if there's pauses or umming and ahhing, you know, it's like, it's not the end of the world. It's not a big deal. The only things that I, I don't compromise on and I do make an effort to remove is, you know, if, if one of my guests or I have like really bad internet that particular day and it affects the recording and there's too many instances of just pure silence, you know, I, I delete that. I make sure to, to remove that because that, that is jarring to listen to and no one wants to listen to that. And, um, but other than that, I mean, okay, I guess we're just talking about the editing now. Oh, <laughs> this is the thing. I didn't come into this with a plan and maybe I should have, but I feel like I can pretty comfortably talk about this without needing a plan. Cause you know, I, I do this regularly. I've, I've been doing this ever since, uh, what we're we talking July, 2020. And I did a podcast before that as well, which uh, I'll get into as well. But I mean, you know, it's, it's a, it's a topic that I feel pretty confident about. And I just, I guess I wanted to just kind of talk to you about the ins and outs of it. So not just what you guys see, but the, you know, what you, what happens behind the scenes. Now, bringing it back to editing, editing is the thing that takes the longest amount of time for producing this podcast. And I would say in general, I mean, I could do a, a lot more and, you know, one day I plan to, once I have a team, once I have the funds to kind of get like, you know, a nice logo and, and um, you know, maybe even include things like subtitles and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff I would like to do in the future. And when I have the time and means to do that, you're going to see a lot of changes. But for now, I work with what I have, you know, I'm doing everything myself. And it's kind of crazy, like how much time it actually takes. The podcast itself to produce and create and release this podcast, it takes longer than anything else I do. You know, a standard YouTube video, you know, what I'm, I'm filming it for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, I add a couple of things. Maybe I, I do a little bit of tiny editing if I need to. 
and then you know it processes i upload it to youtube and then i do the seo stuff and then um you know so i'm, I'm talking about tagging and and you know hashtags that kind of stuff and then the social media um promotion of that i'd say in in its entirety all of that probably takes somewhere between half an hour to 45 minutes if you don't count the time it takes for the video to buffer, you just talk about like actual time that you're physically working on it. I would say between half an hour to 45 minutes, uh, sometimes longer if it's just, you know, it requires more attention. But generally it's, it's pretty straightforward and a pretty quick thing to do. And obviously it's a lot shorter when I'm doing, you know, short form content. But with the podcast, I mean, it's a whole process. First of all, if there were any things that I needed to cut out in the podcast, like things that can't be mentioned or you know like for instance you, there's a couple of episodes where i've had to cut entire hour long bits of content because i just know that that stuff will get banned on youtube because that's another thing you never know what's going to get banned on youtube i've had an entire podcast banned and removed by youtube purely because for about two minutes we started talking about QAnon and, and Donald Trump and we didn't say anything negative towards either of them. We were just discussing what that topic was. And that was enough to get the clip and the podcast banned. So now I've had to kind of think about like, okay, if I ever talk about such topics again, I've got to remove that content and then, but I still got to upload it because it's good content, but where can I put it? So then that's where I started putting stuff on uh, Patreon and, um, as we move you know into the future patreon will be a kind of exclusivity style place you know i'll probably put like bonus episodes on there that the public doesn't see so you have to obviously you know pay towards that and such um and yeah pay pay for the extra content and stuff and i think that's a fair model um you know i don't charge too much for that and as time progresses you know uh, the fans followers of of uh, the podcast will be able to cultivate that and tell me what they want and then that will help build the patreon but anyway enough plugging <laughs> that wasn't even intentional i was just trying to explain what i do with extra content but that that happens that's something you have to factor in when you uh, during the editing process so then once that's done then it's just coming down to like actually just shaping the podcast uh, as it is and that doesn't take too much time the audio you know maybe you delete the, the beginning and the end parts any blips there were but generally that i don't really tend to have many issues in that sense and uh, the only thing i really do with the video episodes is i put like you know a little clip at the beginning just to say hey it's the podcast please subscribe blah 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 and then that's it and that that doesn't take long that process i mean you're just waiting for it to buffer so you're not actually engaging with it unless you're having to edit and, and change things. But generally I would say I don't have to do that, which is quite lucky. So that process is very quick. And then obviously uploading the episode and, and all of the audio stuff probably takes, hmm, I'd say upwards of half an hour, maybe a bit longer, but generally it doesn't, it doesn't take that long. Um, again it really depends on on like how long it takes to write about these things i'd say the social media takes longer than the actual uploading of, of the stuff although uploading podcast episodes to youtube naturally takes longer because 
it's it's a big video <laughs> you know i'd say i average about two hours and you know this podcast has been known to go a lot longer than that as you guys are very well aware um but you know i i i always try to kind of end it at a time that makes sense um you know where i feel like i've you know if it's an interview have i asked all the right questions have i kind of really made the most of this opportunity to talk to this person and get to know them and you know put them over as well and and you know make them um seen in a positive light and stuff and yeah just have i asked all the questions that logically my audience probably would have been thinking that's the mindset i tend to go into it with and that's why i do a lot of research before i do my episodes so it's kind of ironic actually today i did zero research but again, it's like I said before, I don't think I need to do any research for a topic like this. It's very straightforward. I know what I'm talking about <laughs> without sounding sanctimonious. But you know, I've been doing I've been doing this, I've been doing this a year now. I mean, if if you if you look back to when I started doing the TCJ podcast, I mean we only did like seven episodes or something, but that was a real crash course in podcasting, in how to produce a, in a, a podcast. And that I mean, Jesus, somehow that was more stressful than actually doing the Christian Reeve podcast. And I, the only reason I can think of for why that was stressful, and I've said this in videos before as well and, and on countless live streams, but it, the, the thing that stressed me out was that we set a day each and every week to do it. Only once a week. That's nothing, right? But for some reason, I just used to get really stressed about it. And I felt like, Oh, we've got to come up with something good this week. Oh, we've got to come up with something good. Otherwise, it's going to be rubbish. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I feel like in a way, I kind of sucked the fun out of it by worrying too much. And I don't think it really affected the other two. But interestingly, um, for, 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 Jack, for Jacko, uh, it took up way too much of his time uh, through the editing process. And now, just want to finish off this editing stuff. Like, it's amazing. Like, the more time and effort you put into editing, the more you realize like just how much time that actually takes. Like if you're going to do visuals and like clips and all of that stuff, it takes forever. Now bringing it back to my podcast, Christian Reef podcast, trust me, the editing of clips takes ages because I basically just have to sit and listen to the podcast again and basically try and figure out what are the best moments, what stuff, is likely to pick up views what stuff is interesting you know um and ever since i started doing shorts as well so for those who aren't familiar um youtube in the last year released a function called youtube shorts so basically it's videos under a minute and it works as a separate algorithm so when you label things as shorts they get thrown to a bunch of different people uh, and when I started doing it, there was only like 800,000 videos out there or, or views or something like that under the hashtag short. So it wasn't even that many. Now, now everyone's doing it. Everyone typically will have like a clips account or something like that. So there's a lot more competition. But even these days, when I put out shorts on my second channel and my podcast clips channel, they get views. Um, but normally it, it depends on the topic. So certain topics just get kind of ignored even if they are shorts uh, but the good thing about the shorts algorithm is that it tends to be pushed at least twice and uh, it tends to happen like seven or eight hours afterwards now how this relates to podcasting is that you know not when i set up my podcast clips channel it was 
expressly with the purpose of just producing clips from the podcast that would interest people you know it's it has several purposes one of the purposes is basically to say hey if you don't have the time to listen to the full podcast here are the best moments from it which i think you need to always offer your audience as a podcast um if you don't have the time to do the editing get someone to do it for you because podcast clips are going to draw a lot of more attention towards your podcast i've actually gained uh regular listeners and followers of the podcast through those clips so you know there is something to it now when the youtube shorts thing came into play not only did i start uploading to youtube uh the the youtube shorts uh, separately so they're separate clips i also start up started uploading sorry to um a separate instagram account and also tiktok I set up a separate TikTok. Originally, I started putting them on my main TikTok account. And then I realized that, you know, every time I do an episode of the podcast, I tend to end up with like a lot of clips, uh, especially the shorts. So I thought, you know, it's better if I set up a separate account. And I think it has been. It's been better received from what I can see. But I mean, the point with this is that you're it's like a twofold thing. So you're doing short clips and long form clips. And uh, it's for different audiences, really. I mean, people that stick around for long form content, I don't know that they're the same people that are watching the short form content, but typically people that are watching short form content, I'd say they're probably most likely not interested in, in watching long form content. Not to say that they don't, it's just that you think about a lot of the stuff that you see in your regular social media feeds. It tends to be quick to the point, snappy, you know, it's to get your attention because everyone has a very short attention span these days. So your content needs to kind of be short and to the point and, and really it needs to grip them in the first 10 seconds. And if it doesn't do that, people just ignore you. Um, so that's one thing I've learned to do with the editing process is to make sure that I pick topics that are engaging, that will probably inspire people. I try to pick up, you know, anything. Here's what I do. So it's, if it's something that is trending or popular, I'll clip it. If it was a funny moment, I'll clip it. If it's something I feel that's useful, hello motorbike, um, that in some way is engaging or inspiring, I'll clip that too. But it's, it's all just my own opinion and that's tricky because sometimes I wonder like, well, what I find interesting might not be what everyone else finds interesting. And that's the problem with the editing process. Uh, eventually when I do hand this over to someone and they take over this for me, which I'll be very thankful for because like I said, editing takes forever. <laughs> and, that, and that's just the clipping process. Once you get to like uploading it to social media, that's a whole other ball game. Because one of the things I didn't mention before is that I upload stuff to Facebook separately as well. And for anyone who's a podcaster out there or just a content creator in general, I highly recommend uploading your stuff to Facebook and doing it like uploading it as a video. Don't don't just post on there. Upload stuff directly to the site because they will push it. It's weird for many years. Like it seemed like all Facebook cared about was Facebook advertising. Oh, hit the mic. And uh, I still feel like there is some truth in that. But at the same time, these days, I'll randomly come across my podcast episodes or clips, just getting like thousands of views randomly months afterwards. And I think what happens is they sit on the website for a while 
and then Facebook just randomly starts pushing them for whatever reason. And then you just get more attention and more views. And I've actually started growing uh, likes on the Facebook page because Facebook has always been a bit of an afterthought. Like my approach to marketing and advertising is basically just have a presence everywhere and be active everywhere, but put more effort into, you know, the sites that are giving you more back, you know, so sites like, uh, I'd say, well, Instagram, I'd say is the biggest one for interactivity. Uh, to some extent, sometimes Twitter works, but I feel like with Twitter, you need to kind of jump on a hashtag, jump on a trend to really get noticed. I mean, <laughs> to give you an example, um, how people don't pay attention and, you know, are doing it totally wrong. I did a little experiment on Twitter the other day and, um, it's pretty funny. You, you guys should try this at home as well. It will work for you too. If you just type into Twitter podcast recommendations and post that as a tweet, don't post a question. Don't post anything else. Don't even say like, Oh, please. Can I have this? Please. Would you recommend me this? Literally just type in podcast recommendations. And I guarantee you will be inundated with like anywhere from 30 to over a hundred or maybe even more posts from promoters of podcasts trying to get you to listen to their podcast. Now, bear in mind what I'm saying here. I literally just typed in podcast recommendations and nothing else. And these people spammed my, uh, my post. <laughs> I'd like over like 35 posts there. And I even tweeted on that because basically someone, the reason that I did this is someone tweeted before me, a friend of mine was like, oh, isn't it mad how all these, um, you know, podcasters just spam their their um their podcasts and don't even think about anything and and like isn't it mad how every time you know you make one of these posts like you get crazy interaction and he was theorizing that maybe the only reason people make these you know um posts where they ask for podcast recommendations is because they get so much engagement so obviously they get seen by a lot more people and i decided to test out that theory now i didn't get thousands and thousands of of recommendations but what i did get was over like 35 different podcasts promoted to me where people had not even questioned what i was doing and I even just sounded off in the comments and just made a joke of it and said, well, this is just a, a joke, isn't it? Like people clearly didn't pay attention, but literally none of those people realized what I was trying to do. They were too busy just spamming their, you know, their podcasts to me. And I've discovered over the years, a lot of people, especially online, don't care about what you're doing unless they hear a buzz about what you're doing. So there's not any point trying to promote yourself on other people's stuff. Like people get aggressive towards that. Like even recently, I remember I commented on someone's uh, TikTok and I was basically responding to something they'd put in their video. And I said, yes, this is true about in real conversation, in real life conversation, as well as podcasting. And I mentioned that. Right. And someone actually commented in response to me saying, no one cares about your podcast. And then someone replied to them saying he never promoted his podcast. He never said anything about his podcast. He literally just said that's true on my podcast as well. And that's the mad thing. As soon as people even think there's a slight chance that you're trying to promote yourself, they just lay into you and they just, they just hate on you. And that's very true of podcasting, but I do understand why there is that mentality, why there is that aggression. Cause yeah, if you just look online, 
anyone who's starting a podcast, like I kind of groan when I hear about that because I just know that they're just going to spam for ages until they eventually calm down and realize that doesn't work. Everyone does it. Everyone in the beginning, be it content creator, podcaster, whatever, they spam themselves to everyone because they think, oh, that's the only way I'm going to get my name out there. That's uh, the only way people are going to see me. No, you've got to be clever with the way that you market yourself, particularly with a podcast. You've got to think about like the fact that there are so many podcasts out there. So you've got to think about how can I differentiate myself? How can I make myself stand out above the crowd? How can I say, hey, I'm doing something different to what everyone else is doing. And this is why you should check me out. But you have to choose your moments carefully for when you actually you know, promote yourself. And I think more often than not, it has to come at a time where either people have asked for it and you give them a genuine kind of podcast promotion that makes sense with regards to what they're saying, where you say, hey, well, you know, if you like this, maybe you'd consider checking this out. Maybe you'd enjoy this and leave it at that. You don't try and force people to check out what you're doing. You don't inundate them with that. As soon as you start inundating people with stuff or spamming your content, people lose interest, people get aggravated because think about how much stuff is spammed at us on a regular basis. You know, one of the things I stopped doing, for instance, on my Facebook, um, which I think is an important point, like I have obviously a private account and then a public account, right? And I used to always basically share everything that was on my page onto my private account. Now, on my private account, it's just friends and family, right? But I realized after some time that any of those people that aren't already liking my page are not interested in what I'm doing because otherwise they would be following and, and liking and interacting with my content on my Facebook page. So I should stop promoting it. And I did. And I only promote on my Facebook page now. So if there is anything that people don't want to see or they're not interested, they won't ever see it because they're not liking my page. And I think that makes more sense. You've got to kind of stick to your own pages and, and try to focus on that. Try to build a following within that. Like people will come and check your stuff out and you can promote to your own community and own audience. And that's fine. But even with that, you've got to be careful. Like I set up a discord um, uh, sometime last year and it's only really now that it's becoming like a community and people are kind of contributing to it and there's conversations there and stuff but one excuse me major thing that I've changed recently is that I took off the uh, automatic app that you sometimes get when a new upload comes so the only time my audience gets notifications uh, like to everyone is when a video is released on my main account or occasionally I might ask for interaction from the audience, you know, in response to something like, Hey, I'm doing a new episode of the podcast. Anyone want to ask some questions or Hey, here's a new feature in the discord server. I try to keep it as minimal as possible because I don't want to spam even my own audience because I don't want them to leave and get annoyed. Cause you have to think about every time you send these notifications that gets sent to that person's phone and most people tend to have push notifications so they just get endless stuff right so you don't want to be that annoying person you kind of want to make your posts count and you know it's a fine art i think that i'm always working on that i don't promote everything uh, mostly because i don't have the time to like if you notice on my podcast clips channel i never promote it 
ever. Um, and I wish I did have the time to promote it, but in all honesty, I don't think it would make much of a difference because there have been times when I've trialed it um, and it just doesn't do anything, makes no difference whatsoever. And it makes me wonder like, what really helps to push your content? Is it just YouTube pushing it, you know, when, you, you, when you've got a good topic or is it like timing it with um, the right hashtags on Twitter or is it, you know, posting it in the right subreddits? I mean, I've had mild success with all of these different platforms, but I do put a certain amount of it down to luck, to be honest with you. Uh, some things are unpredictable. You know, like I, I remember doing a video once about Reddit and that just went crazy. And I don't understand why. Uh, I think it just connected with people at the right moment, maybe. But it's very hard to say. And I've had similar experiences with the podcast. Um, there's only one podcast I've done that's uh, on, on YouTube that actually, you know, got like a really, really high amount. Most of them, I would say they struggle to get 20 views on YouTube. Um, 50 would be like a really good number for a podcast. If it gets over 50, it goes to 100 or something. That's amazing. That's like best of all time. But there's been two episodes that got really high views. There was one that got like two, 300 views and it's a pretty controversial episode quite early on in the beginning. And then there was another episode, an interview I did with a guy called John John Lannan and that got over 500 views and I was pretty blown away by that. But I think it came down to the fact that he has a, a pretty big committed audience and uh, you know maybe the interview was interesting. I know that I had a good time doing that interview and, and he shared some things that I was surprised to hear him share like quite personal things and I think that helped and his audience were interested in seeing that but when it comes to actually like you know episode by episode I think that it's difficult to get a lot of views on YouTube for a podcast I am because I've noticed I get a lot more views and listen oh, listen sorry not views to the podcast on other platforms and it makes sense you know Spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts you know wherever you're listening to the podcast I think first and foremost a podcast is you know it's an audio thing it's it's intended for for an audio experience is that the right way to say it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I always try to keep that in mind when I'm doing the podcast, you know? I mean, there are going to be moments sometimes that you can't help that are visually focused, like if that person's got a particularly cool backdrop or, you know, they've got something in, their, in the back of their, you know, shot that's really interesting and they show it on camera. Yeah, that's a moment when you're going to need to go and watch the video version just to check that out. But generally speaking, it's a conversation that you can listen to where it doesn't matter if you see it uh, or not. Like they, one of the reasons that I, there's two reasons why I introduced video. One was, well, why not? You know, um, if you can, you should, you know, you, you, it's, it's just better that way. It's another option. And for a website like YouTube, it's important to have video. You know, uh, there are many podcasts and, and, you know, songs, albums even that are obviously literally just the picture of, of whatever it is. And that, that works to some extent, but generally it's better if you have something where you can see the people, because I think when you're watching a conversation, you can kind of see the reactions of the two people and how they interact with each other and such. And I think that's an important aspect of podcasting. Um, I think it, it provides a lot more. 
Um, but the other side of, of this, of this thing is that I think that, and certainly for me, it's really helped my podcasting because when I can see that person, I obviously, like I said before, I can interact with them more and that helps the conversation. So what you hear as an audio uh, version of the podcast is improved or enhanced by the fact that me and my guests can see each other and, and, and interact with each other. Um, but you know, it's not, it's not the most important thing. You know, I did a podcast very recently where I didn't actually see my viewer. Um, they chose to remain anonymous and we did the podcast interview like that and it made literally no difference. And I think that's because the questions were good. The topic was engaging and interesting and, you know, the most important thing there was the content and, you know, the actual conversation and the topic itself, as opposed to like being able to see video like with a podcast it's always about the conversation and the discussion that's got to be your focus that is the most important aspect of what you're doing it's not what's in the background you know i mean that is an important element for youtube but elsewhere it's not and that's a major lesson i've learned uh doing podcasting like you know try to focus on making sure the audio version of the podcast will be as good as possible. So bringing that to uh, equipment, <laughs> um, I, I keep it simple. You know, I think ever since I got this Blue Yeti mic, uh, if you want to see it, actually, I'll show you on camera. So this is the microphone that I use. It's Blue Yeti. Uh, so it's a pretty cheap microphone. It's about 70 or 80 quid. Shout out to um, Steelzy. Steelzy. Uh, he's a podcasting friend of mine, a Twitch streamer, good guy. And he actually donated to me a huge amount of money uh, to be able to get that mic and that guitar you see in the background. So massive thank you to him. I'll always sing his praises. Make sure you go check him out and go follow him. Uh, Steelzy on Twitch. But yeah, anyway, um, that really helped with the podcasting experience as far as just being able to be heard. You know, I started the podcast with a very, very rubbish mic that I bought from Europe. It was terrible quality. The only thing good about it was that it had a pop filter. But you'll notice that right now I don't have a pop filter. Maybe I should get one eventually, but this mic is pretty good for the most part. As long as you're just doing podcasting conversation, it doesn't really pop. So that's pretty good. Um, but other than that, you know, I would say for those podcasters that are just starting, just get started. You know, I know it probably sounds annoying to hear that, but trust me, the sooner you get started, the better it will be. Because the more important thing is not the actual equipment, but rather the uh, content that you're making. You can have the best equipment ever, but if your content is trash, no one's going to listen to it. No one's going to watch you or, you know what I mean? No one's going to care. So it's, it's much more important that you focus on improving your podcasting skills rather than getting the equipment. The equipment will come. You know, that's just a matter of money and, 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 and making sure you, you do your research and find the stuff that works for you. But yeah, like I said, the quality is very important. But since we are talking about, um, you know, equipment, I got a couple of these, uh, couple, a pair. I don't know why they call it a pair, actually. A pair of headphones? Is it a pair? I suppose it's a pair. Whatever. This, this, this pair of headphones yeah, yeah this pair of headphones <laughs> is uh what, what company is this there should be a name it's one audio it's an american company i got it from from the states so shout out to kirk a la 
SoCal for this, another follower of mine who actually uh, was kind enough to send me a donation um, on Amazon. So I bought these headphones and these have been a lifesaver for podcasting. I got to say, before then, I just used to use standard in-ear headphones. And a problem with that is that you could always hear in the background. You could always very faintly hear that I was listening to my guest. And that would typically happen when my guest was speaking and I was listening to them and you could hear that in the background. Now, a way you can get around that is by muting yourself when you're actually doing the podcast. Um, So if you have the ability to mute your mic when the other person is talking, I would recommend doing that. It's not always essential. I don't tend to do it, but you can do it. And I think that is a useful tool if you're having that issue of, of feedback because you do kind of need them to be quite loud in your ears to hear them and then to speak. But once you've got like these these type of headphones here, I mean, and for those who are listening, basically it's just a standard pair of uh, outer ear pod, um, headphones, I guess. I don't know, like the big classic ones you would have seen in the 80s that you put around your head, basically. <laughs> go go check out the, uh, the video version and you can see them. But yeah, um, they are a lot better, I think. And um, the, the sound is, is clearer in my, in, my, in my ears now. I'm not struggling to hear my guest. Um, one of the things I had to do to compensate was turn my guest down on the audio computer. Uh, c- computer audio, sorry, I can't speak properly today. Um, in order for it to not sound too high and then be picked up by the microphone. And I did that for a long time. And then when I got these headphones, I realized for most guests, I could have them on full volume and it wouldn't be heard by my mic. Uh, but sometimes I do have to turn them down. And that mainly comes down to whether or not their audio is particularly high. Some people have more powerful, better microphones, better audio equipment. So they come across quite loud. Um, and other people are really quiet. So you got to compensate. Now, bringing this to the... Uh, the style or not style when we're talking about um the program that i use that's what i'm trying to say so i use a program called mixpad masters it's by a company called nch software and uh shout out to trial by fire aaron wise um he introduced me to a range of products by this company nch software they're an american company um, but basically they do they have a thing called WavePad, audio pad and video pad. Now I use video pad for video editing. So that's why I edit the video version of the podcast. And I use mix pad to edit the audio of the podcast. Now with the podcast, I make sure to recruit record via zoom and via mix pad at the same time. And uh, the reason that I do this is for, well, it's for two reasons. One, I like to be able to edit the sound afterwards for the audio version. Like I said, I prioritize that over the video version. As long as the audio version comes out good, that's that's what I'm happy with. The video version, yeah, I want it to come out good. And generally, Zoom does a very good job of of, um, of doing that, of, of kind of normalizing the, the volume and such. Um, but, you know, my focus is on the audio version. So get yourself a good program, NCH software is 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 pretty is pretty cheap i think um considering what they what they offer you and um i can't remember how much i pay but i think it's like a monthly payment 
uh, maybe like twenty dollars. Um, it's not. It's it's pretty infrequent. I don't think I pay it every month, uh, but I haven't checked. It's it's not that much. But considering the fact that I get audio pad or the mix pad, it's sorry, it's called and the video editing software, it's definitely worth the money because they basically offer you like a suite of things as opposed to just one program. Uh, and if you pay a bit more, I think you can get access to other ones as well. But the ones are the ones I need are basically video pad and mix pad. Um, but yeah, and uh, one of the cool things about it is it allows you to kind of raise the volume and um, sort of, so if you did have like, you know, audio problems during the podcast, you can kind of fix that to some extent. I mean, obviously, it's important that you have good audio in the first place, like you, you could hear your guest enough. And you know, I've had audio issues over the over the course of some of these episodes where you know my guest wasn't loud enough, and I had some complaints about that. So I always make sure to kind of get them as loud as possible um, before I actually start doing the episode, just so that my viewers will be able to hear it and that I'll be able to manipulate the sound as much as I can afterwards in the in the editing process. With regards to Zoom, I mean. It took me a while to come to, to a program that actually works for me. I used to use Google Hangouts, um, but I quickly started to have issues with that. Um, one of the biggest issues being that I couldn't actually record the audio. Uh, sorry, not the audio, the video. Um, unless I do like screen capture, but then that just freezes up the computer. because, Well, at least it freezes up mine because I'm using up too much of the CPU. So, uh, yeah, I decided to just basically not use that anymore. Uh, I used Skype once and that was way too slow. Uh, I don't know why, but whenever I used it on my computer, just really slow. It works on mobile for me, but it just doesn't work on computer. And there's always connection issues, connectivity issues on that program. Zoom, I don't know. I've never had any problems with Zoom ever. Uh, it's always been a very good tool. The only negative I could ever say about it is if you have more than two people in the call, then it sets a limit on how long you can talk. But the very first and only time I ever did that, I had uh, a comedy duo known as the Noise Noodles on my show. And uh, they were, you know, obviously in separate places at the time. And uh, when it came to the 45 minute limit mark, zoom offered me extra time and i was like cool and i just said yes really quickly and then it allowed me to do the rest of the podcast but obviously i don't think it always offers you that so i think you gotta either pay premium uh which i don't know what you would do for zoom or a much better way is to just take a break stop the recording and then continue it and just do another 45 minutes i think that's a better way of doing it um you know, one, one cool thing, good thing about podcasting is that you can edit things and you can edit stuff out later and put stuff together. And it can, for the most part, be something where you're not even picking up on it. I've got to say, I mean, video, you know, you can see when things flitter, if something's been edited, you can tell. But with audio, there's been times when I've been very proud of the audio editing that I did afterwards where I've cut stuff out and you can't even tell that there's been like stuff deleted or that, you know, it's um, that there was an issue there. It just sounds like they just went to the next thing, like we just changed the subject or something. And I, I always, I don't know, I always take a little bit of pride in that when I'm doing the editing of the podcast. I'm like, yeah, it worked. We did it. And it sounds normal and it won't sound annoying to the, to the listener. Uh, 
and they won't be like oh what you cut a bunch of stuff out i want to listen to that now <laughs> i don't know in my mind that's how it works but yeah i don't know what else can i say about the podcast i mean like i said um earlier in the podcast well i think that research is probably the most important thing you can do um it doesn't matter what type of podcast you're doing i think you always need to do research because look you're either going to be talking at length about a topic or you're going to be interviewing someone right that's generally what most podcasts are about i'll discuss the other types in a second but like that's what most podcasts are about so you got to come into that prepared right and here's the thing when you do that you get over time you get less and less reliant on that stuff and you see it more as like a guide and something to lean back on rather than the thing that you base your entire podcast on you know what i mean like right now yeah i don't have stuff written down but i've thought about this a lot in the past i've you know i've planned this out in advance i knew what i was going to talk about and i came into it with that so there has been some preparation involved in this process and you know i've i've spoken about this stuff at length before now with a typical episode of the podcast i would write down basically questions related to that person's career their passions their hobbies and then anything that really sticks out anything that i'm particularly intrigued by or that i think my viewers would be interested in knowing about and then i just try and ask like random questions you know and i, I do a lot of ad-libbing as well what your focus should be when you're an interviewer is to be focused on getting a good conversation and discussion out of your guest right don't don't forcibly try and ask all of your questions you know you don't even necessarily have to ask all of your questions what you're trying to do is you're trying to make your guest feel comfortable this is what i try and do every podcast you'll notice when my guest first comes on the show they don't know what to expect because chances are they don't have the time to go check my podcast out beforehand so they don't know what i'm about they don't know what to expect now my focus there on is to make them feel as comfortable as possible so that first 10 or 15 minutes it's about putting them at ease and i'd say i've always been able to do that I, that's one thing that I'm, I'm proud of is i've always been able to make my guests feel comfortable and able to talk because that's that's the point that's what you're trying to do you're trying to get them in a in a sort of frame of mind where they're kind of willing to talk about anything and sometimes they will share you really personal stories that you won't be expecting uh like for instance i had one guest talk about his um addiction to alcohol and how he overcame that that was a deeply personal story for him to share and i was i was really grateful that he did and obviously i asked him you know on the show like are you comfortable talking about this and he was and we ran with it but i think that the only reason that he ran with it was because he realized that i didn't have an agenda i wasn't trying to like make fun of him i wasn't trying to like get like the juicy gossip or something i was just trying to do a good discussion and i looked at that situation as something inspiring that other people would listen to and be like hey you know what i've gone through that i needed to hear that or oh, I'm going through that, I needed to hear that. Or even just, that's an inspiring story that inspires me in my life in some shape or form. So I'm always kind of looking at trying to make my guest feel as comfortable as possible. That's my focus, that's my goal, that's my aim. And through that, 
will come the good conversation. And that is what the podcast is. That at least is what the Christian Reeve podcast is. It's about getting a good conversation or discussion. Because when I started up the podcast, that's what I wanted it to be. I thought it was honestly going to be like this. I thought every episode was going to be like this, just me talking. And on that basis, I always kind of looked at like, okay, I need to get a topic that I can talk at length at. And, you know, I'm going to have to do a lot of research beforehand to try and make sure that I've prepared for it and and done it properly and have like a, a structure and a format to work with. And I'll get to that. But, you know, it was always about the research. And through every single episode that I've done, the more I do it, the more confident I get and the less I rely on my research. I just see it as something to fall back on. I make sure that I ask you know, the big questions that I have written down and stuff. But more often than not, I find that the best questions I tend to ask are ad-libbed. You know, I get them talking about something they're passionate about and then they just reveal things and then I quiz them about that. And then, you know, I kind of just let it go on a tangent for a while and I bring it back when it needs to. You know, that's kind of what you want to do with your guests. You want to get them talking. Just get them talking about what they're passionate about and then you'll have something to work with. Now, I realize there's a lot of podcasts out there that have all sorts of formats that don't necessarily fit into what I'm talking about. And that's fine. I think that the one thing that all podcasts share universally, good podcasts, is a structure, a good format. Now, what I mean with that is you need to have something that people can follow, right? You can't have a podcast that's just people talking, okay? Because... I mean, you can, you can, but you need to have some structure even to that. You know what I mean? I've heard of, I know people out there that produce podcasts and it's literally just them shooting the, the shooting the breeze and it's a mess and that's a problem. Uh, it's difficult for people to, to follow that. Like if you're all over the place and you go from back from topic to topic, but you know, you keep returning back to things that you spoke about like half an hour ago, an hour ago. That's frustrating for a listener to have to listen to. Really, it's better to go from topic to topic and make sure you kind of close that topic. You discuss all of the different areas of that topic and then you move to the next thing. You know, you make sure to finish off what you're doing already and then move to the next thing. But like, I think that sometimes it's not always that easy. You know, you don't always know necessarily whether you've finished off that topic. You feel maybe like, oh, maybe I've missed something. Maybe I've, um, I've left something out. Sometimes there'll be something where, you know, you know, you've missed something out and there's no logical way for you to kind of return back to that. And that, can be frustrating but i think the thing that you have to remember is like is that particular point that important is it really going to affect the rest of the podcast is it going to be like the deciding factor between whether or not this is a good podcast or a bad podcast chances are it won't ruin anything you know as long as you've covered the main the main aspects of the topic or you've asked the, the questions that you needed to ask of the guest it's fine and here's the thing if there is stuff that you've that you've missed out, you can do follow up podcasts. You know, you can add that to the beginning of a podcast and have a, a sort of a I don't know like a recap, so to speak. Or you can ask your guest that on an, another episode. You know, I've had episodes where 
And I, I've still got guests lined up that I've had on the show several times, and I'm going to have them again on the show in the future. And I've got all these questions prepared for them. that I'm going to ask them. And uh, I just, I see it. I think it's brilliant. I think it's just a, an excuse to have them back on the show. So we already know that we have that rapport and chemistry. Um, so it will be a good episode, but it will be like, interesting and different it won't be more of the same it'll be different because there'll be things that we haven't discussed and we'll ad lib even further on the day you know we'll probably end up talking about things we haven't spoken about before so yeah i don't know that's that's kind of how i i i deal with with you know guests and research and such and like i i just wanted to put a line under this and say that you know structure and formatting for podcasts is probably the most important thing I think, because like I said, guests need to have something they can follow. Um, I think it's good in terms of consistency, being able to follow a, a clear structure uh, so people know what to expect. And also, you know, I think it's good because a lot of people tend to have a podcast on in the background, you know, while they're doing something. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not engaged in what they're doing. It's just that they have that podcast in the background and if it's like all over the place that can become a bit annoying and jarring like i said earlier but if it's you know clear precise you know it's just kind of structured and you know what to expect it's it's kind of like easy listening i'd say it counts as easy listening material and you can just have it on in the background and you know absorb it at your own pace and if you need to go back you can go back and you you know there won't be any issue of like oh where was that part where they were talking about this because you roughly know where they were talking about it because for 20 minutes they're talking about this thing and then they moved on to this thing and that i think is a really important aspect of podcasting uh, as far as like your listeners are concerned like i have people i know that listen to the podcast where they don't do it all at once they'll listen to like 20 minutes today maybe 20 minutes tomorrow and so on and so forth and when i heard about that i thought you know what it's so important that i continue doing this structure so that people can do that and that you know they can even if like they don't have the exact spot that they were in last time when they retune in they'll be able to find it pretty clearly because you move from topic to topic and there's like a clear kind of uh direction i suppose with it you know but yeah that's just my thoughts on that um and i think over time i i've kind of strengthened the the formatting i'm, I'm always revising it i'm always seeing how I can improve it. You know, there's certain questions now that I ask every guest uh, because I think that it's a good way to like, either close the podcast or open up the podcast or, or whatever the case may be. But I think there are certain things that you should try to keep as like staples in each podcast episode for that consistency element. Now, outside of everything else that I've discussed, I think the final thing that I wanna kind of leave you pondering or thinking about is if you're planning on doing a podcast today, if you want to do a podcast, just sit and think about what you're trying to achieve with the podcast. What is the goal of your podcast at its heart? Because nine times out of 10, it won't be, oh, I just want to talk about X, Y, and Z. There'll be some sort of a goal that you want to achieve with it. And it doesn't, I don't mean numbers. I mean, it can be that, but I think there needs to be a clear thing that you're trying to achieve with it. 
the clear thing that I'm trying to achieve with the Christian Reef podcast is that I'm trying to have good discussions and interviews with people from around the world. I want every episode to be as good as the last one. I want it to be that anytime you tune in to the Christian Reef podcast, either on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast, I want it to always be something where it's an experience. It's something that you look forward to something that, you know, you gain something from. Cause I'll tell you this much. Every time I have a guest on the show, I learn something. I gain something. It's a good experience. Sometimes I forget I'm even doing a podcast. It really is that enjoyable. You know, I'm not going to say every single podcast feels the same because it doesn't, but there are particular ones that stand out to me. But every time I finish an episode, I always do feel good about it afterwards. I feel like that was good. We had a good conversation. We achieved everything we wanted to achieve. You know, I'm, I'm yet to have a bad experience, touch wood. You know, I'm sure there will be challenges in the future, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Basically, I think that should be every podcaster's kind of overall aim is to have a very clear vision of what they're trying to achieve. And every time they release any podcast, make sure that was their absolute best effort in trying to achieve that goal. Now, I want to say thank you very much to everyone who's been listening to the Christian Reeve podcast. I know this is a different format. I know this might not be for everyone. I've done my absolute best to talk about podcasting and it, in its entirety and what I've learned from it. And uh, I hope this was useful to you listening, either existing podcasters maybe you gain something from it maybe you related to this in, in some way for people that are thinking about podcasting like i said take the tips that you've learned from this video learn from other people you know make sure you do a lot of planning first and structuring of your podcast and then just get on the horse start start putting that podcast out there and uh, over time you'll start seeing results just like i did and finally yeah just please let me know what you think about these podcasts, you know, good or bad. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to know exactly what you think about this podcast. I want to know who you would like to see on the show in the future. I would like to know what you'd like to hear about the show in the future. If you look in the description, if you're on YouTube or, you know, if you're listening on Spotify and Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast, I'll just say that I'll just say this now. I have a discord link. And I don't often talk about it in the podcast, but basically the Discord is a community that I'm building. And I realize there are people out there that are listening to the podcast every week, week on week. There's a regular following that's building. People are actually tuning into this podcast every week. And I appreciate all of you. So thank you very much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we're not going anywhere. Like the best is yet to come for sure. But what I will say is, you know, if you want to kind of, impact the podcast in a good way uh help kind of help me to make it better then your support either through you know leaving feedback in the discord in the in the podcast chat or you know leaving a review on on apple Podcasts, spotify whatever that's how it's going to help me and don't don't you know don't be afraid don't if you feel like you need to put some constructive criticism out there you feel like something is bad and you want to address it please do 
because that's the only way I'll learn and keep growing this. So constructive criticism is very, very welcome. Now I'm going to sign off and I'm going to say thank you very much for listening to this different episode of the Christian Reef podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking about this. I'm glad I finally did a video addressing this uh, or I keep saying video because it's just me talking to a camera, but a podcast addressing podcasting. But I hope you gained something from it. And uh, yeah, um, 10 more episodes until number 100. How crazy is that? (laughs) Well, thank you very much for listening to the Christian Reef podcast. And as always, be safe, be well, and I'll see you in the next one.